0: First look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Montobel and Matt Eumanns on v the Sports Betting Network.
1: Welcome into the second hour of a wild opening lines, the final one of the regular <laughs> season, and it continues to get crazier. So, for those who uh I'm sure have been with us throughout this entire wild ride, the Las Vegas Raiders were held to a field goal on their opening drive of overtime. So, the Chargers get the ball back. Big play down the right sideline for Los Angeles, but it is going to be called back for an illegal man downfield. So, what looked like to be, what would you say, 25-ish yard gain uh, is going to be called off, and now the Chargers are going to be behind the sticks with 7.02 left to go in the extra period.
2: Yeah, I'm not even sure how the ineligible man got downfield. That was such a quick play, but it looked like it was the uh, left guard. Mm-hmm. Who, Filer. That uh... yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah, he's about three I don't, or four yards I downfield. Yep. I, don't, I don't like that call. Uh, that's one of the. That's one of those. All the whistle, ref. That's one of those penalties. I think you should just overlook at, at this at most stages. I, I don't like that penalty at all at any stage of the game. But anyway, 32-29, six and six and a half minutes ago, Chargers got second down. That wipes out about a twenty five or thirty yard gain that would have put them across midfield, and um, the the tie is a definite possibility. At this point, if the Chargers can mount a drive here and it stalls and they kick a field goal, the game continues at 32-32. Uh, but at that point, don't you think teams get both teams get really conservative and yes. just say, hey, we're both in the playoffs with a tie and uh, let's just call it a night. Uh, anyway, the Chargers got a lot of work to do to get it to that point. The Raiders want to win this game and get in and knock out the Chargers. Third and nine. Justin Herbert's had his back to the wall before, and he always comes out firing and getting the first downs. Got him right where he wants him. I mean, I, I can't um, – you can't script a better s- scenario than what we've seen tonight in the final game of the NFL regular season.
1: Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's a great game, but you got to do a little self-reflection if you're the Las Vegas Raiders to have this team on four fourth downs. Oh, I, I agree with them. you.
2: I agree with you. But also, you have to give Justin Herbert credit because he, oh, yeah. he made some really good plays – just to keep the Chargers alive in this game, he's going to have to make one, one more because it's fourth and nine with six oh two to go, and uh, it's all or nothing right here.
1: They can't give up another one, can they? This is they for, the, for those who don't know, the Chargers right now in this game are five of six on fourth down. Now, in the old, the lone failed conversion was that one that they went for fourth and one on their own eighteen yard line. So this would, if they do indeed convert this, and I wonder what the record would be in a single game for most converted fourth downs. This would be, if they convert this, the sixth converted fourth down for the Los Angeles Chargers. They would be six of seven. So, here we go, fourth and nine with Herbert in the shotgun. And this is the game, if they can convert this. And oh, they he's do! got a
2: man open. They do. That's a huge That's play. That's going to be about right a 40-yard game down to the Raiders' 25-yard line. Unbelievable. Man, if the Raiders lose this game, it is going to be heartbreak city. Here in the uh, Sin City tonight, man. I, How can you? You cannot lose this game. Win probability at one point was up to over 98%. Again, that's another fourth down conversion and a huge play, and the Chargers are down near the red zone with about five minutes to go in overtime. How about that pass by Justin wow. Herbert? Hits his receiver in stride. That's Mike Williams. And uh, what is that, about a 40 yard gain? Wow.
1: <laughs> that's, this is like, I heard, I saw earlier today. Uh, somebody on Twitter called the uh Raven Steelers an all timer. Oh, that was a on. garbage game. That was that, this is this is an all-timer. The fact that this team has had to convert as many fourth downs. Again, they are now six of seven. They're they're fourth and, they're four of
2: seventeen on third down, but they are six of seven on third down. This is unbelievable. It really is. Brandon Staley. And, and unbelievable is an overused word, but this no. is, it is unbelievable what's happened here tonight to keep this game alive at this point. And the fact the Raiders could still lose yep
1: <laughs> oh man they were a game Offici- they were
2: 99 percent the win they could lose on this play second and six at the 23 yard line justin herbert in the shotgun
1: officially that was a 47 yard gain for the los angeles chargers so uh and that's uh that was a good play so we're gonna face uh hey, you know what just kneel it get to fourth and six uh, the way you're rolling on fourth down let's go
2: no I, i'll tell you what you do on <laughs> fourth and six at this point do you kick the field goal
1: oh they're Huh? They're definitely going to kick the field goal. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and this
1: is the thing, too, that we have to keep in mind now is, Brandon, it doesn't – forcing the issue in terms of trying to win this game does nothing for the Los Angeles Chargers. Because as we talked about, for both teams, by the way, right, two results get these teams in, either a win or a tie. So if you're the Los Angeles Chargers, even if you get a fourth and a centimeter, there's no reason to go for this. Mm-hmm. You kick this field goal unless you don't have faith in your kicker, who, again, missed a kick earlier today. So that's always an option. But... Oh,
2: third and six thrown to the end zone. Oh, almost a great catch by Mike Williams. He had a hand on that. He was trying to tip the ball back to himself, and he can't make the grab. So I think now you've got to attempt a, kick field a field goal. goal. Yep, here comes the kicker. 4.35 to go. He could tie this game up at 32. Now that I think you're really starting to sweat if you're the Steelers. <laughs> yes.
1: Right now, so I remember earlier today, Hopkins did miss a 51-yard field goal. Uh, that is the one that he missed. Uh, that was... Fourth and 21 at the Las Vegas 33. There was about 11.47 left to go in the third quarter. So Hopkins, with a little bit of pressure on him uh, to tie this game,
2: miss it, and the Raiders are going to Cincinnati. It's a 41 yard attempt from the left hash mark, and that's going to be good. Woo, so we're tied at 32. Tied at 32. <laughs> Let's do that. 4.30 to go, and we could have the tie. This is what we wanted. This <laughs> is what we wanted. I it, Look, huh? hey. I, what did I say in the
1: first hour? If there's a football God, we're going to get something like this, and we are totally getting it at this point right now. And he squeaked it in. That looked I thought it was going to hook a little bit there, but he got it just inside the upright. Man, I know we're wrapped up in this, but I can't wait for Monday to talk about the Raiders collapse if this is indeed going to happen.
2: You and I, when VSEN started about five years ago, we did Green Zone shows. Yes. And sometimes we were on the air for seven hours. Talking about about games that were in in progress, live wagering options. Uh, This is kind of like a return trip to the Green Zone for us here. Uh, Tonight, this is the opening line show, but we've spent uh, now five segments talking about this live game between the Chargers and the Raiders. It's been, I think right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to recall a game that's better. Right now, I could call it the best game of the NFL season.
1: Uh, as the uh, next score wins the game, and the Raiders are about to get the ball, they're a dollar sixty-five favorite on the money line to win this game. Everything else off the board: total, spread. And uh, now you're laying a buck sixty-five for the Las Vegas Raiders, if that's indeed the case. And again, next score wins. So all you got to do is get a field goal, and you're good to go. And uh, as we talked about, I mean, look, we saw the we saw the Raiders, right? Two big runs from Josh Jacobs, but immediately in <laughs> field goal range. You got to be able to stop a nosebleed here
2: if you're the Los Angeles Chargers. I think what the, uh, the Raiders do is they, they probably run the ball and the clock yes. on the first play or two here. Yep, and this, now we're
1: in the territory that you talked about. Four minutes and 30 seconds left. This result gets us to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to press the issue? Why take shots downfield? Right, right. Why throw the ball? Why do anything like that when you can just run it, punt it away, and you can still make it into the playoffs right now with this result?
2: man. Yeah, if you're talking about the teams playing for a tie before the game, that was an absurd conversation. You're not going to play for a tie before the game, but at this point, that's why I said when we first came on the air, when you get in, if you get to overtime and you get under that five-minute mark and the game's tied, that's when this discussion becomes real. Mm-hmm. And do you start, do you get conservative? Do you run the ball, run the clock? The Raiders are going to throw it on first down, and Derek Carr is going to look to it's, it's Brian a Edwards shot, yeah. for about a 15, 16-yard gain there. So the Raiders... Mm-hmm. Are not going conservative right off the bat here to start this drive. No,
1: and again, like it, it, that is their prerogative to do so. But you are risking uh, quite a bit here because you're talking about missing out on the postseason if something goes awry. But I'll we'll see if that I'm sure Brent Brent Musburger
2: is probably having a great time on the. call I right listened to Brent on the radio call on the way in here to circuit tonight. Uh, I know we, I know we have some viewers on VCN because uh, Andy Miranda from Southern California is watching. Corey Ager from Williston, North Dakota, nice uh, watching our broadcast, and they have the. Uh, the split-screen situation with V-CEN on uh, half the screen here. Josh Jacobs out near midfield. It's going to be second down and about yep. five for the Raiders with 340 to go. Right now, it looks like, JVT, that the Raiders are either going to win this game or tie.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and look, Rick, right now, too, if you're the Raiders, like even what they're doing right now, why not? Why snap it? Right. Don't snap it until there's like one second left on the play. Con. Exactly. There's no point in doing anything like this, and they're taking their time. 20 seconds left, and they're in the huddle right now. This is the whole point. Bleed this out. There's no reason, and, and I know it sounds boring, but this is the smart thing. If you want to get your team into the postseason, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. So Carr's going to line up with a shotgun with two backs flanking him. So we'll see if this is going to be. First down here would be play. huge for yep. the
2: Raiders. Derek Carr with a, well, a swing a pass. A swing pass, and that's going to be a loss yep. of about uh, four yards. That was a really negative play by the Raiders. And will the Chargers use the timeout here? No. Why? Brandon State no, I would
1: think not, right? right? Why would you?
2: No, that's what I said. I'm yeah. not sure if he's. If he wants to save some time on the t- clock to try to win the game, or or not, and uh, he's decided, no, I'm not going to use a timeout. Yeah, I wouldn't use one here either. All right. Yeah.
1: Just like and they're set. You're setting them up. What are we talking about here for the Las Vegas Raiders at this well, point? Third, about and, a third and
2: seven. Yep. Third and eight.
1: So a somewhat third and you know medium, we'll call it. Just get a stop, force them to punt the ball, and then again, and that's where Staley. This is where the next level thinking, uh, you know, like Staley, comes in. What Staley does if they get the ball back here with about two minutes left to go is going to be pretty fascinating. So third and eight, Raiders are going to drop back and try to convert this. Got this
2: it. Is going to be caught. First down, Raiders. Look Zay Jones this. with the catch. That was a third and eight. Derek Carr throws a seed out there. Zay Jones with a sliding catch on the sideline. Two fifteen to go. First down, Raiders.
1: Yes, indeed. Ah, man, this is great. This is really good game. This is what you like. You said this is arguably the best game on of the season. And here, here's the even. Here's the other crazy part about this. So the Raiders are really bleeding this clock out right now. I mean, do you just punt on this now? Not punt literally, but like, do you just run and let this? Why why try to kick the field goal?
2: I think uh, what you do is hand it to Josh Jacobs a couple times, see what he can get. You do have one of the best kickers in the league, and he has not missed. I don't think Daniel Carlson, he's not missed a field goal attempt at home all season. No, no, he has not. I mean, he's still trying to win the game. Okay. What? You don't think so?
1: I mean, like, like I said, if I am the Raiders, right, I get into the postseason right now. Right, hand it off. Let the clock bleed down to one. Hand it off. <laughs> let the clock bleed down to one. Right. Hand it off. Let the clock bleed down to one. You know? And, and, and who knows? Because you still have, what are we talking about? And if Staley doesn't call any timeouts, there's still plenty of time left, so you'll be forced to do something on fourth down. but Man, this is great. <laughs> the, the fact that we're legitimately talking about it, though, right. is what makes this game fantastic. All right, we have a lot to get to. Is Chuck Esposito joining us next? Yeah. Yes, he is. Chuck Esposito is with us, director of Red Rock Sportsbook. We'll get his thoughts on what the hell is going on out here in Las Vegas.
0: is opening lines with Charles von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network.
1: All right, here we go. Check out all the new podcasts. It's free. VSIN.com slash podcast. You get a whole bunch of stuff. Best bets, follow the money, coast to coast hoops, getting the, the book of Gal Alexander, and much more. Check them all now at VSIN.com slash podcasts.
2: Josh Jacobs with a uh, runoff left tackle for the first down. Raiders use their timeout here in overtime with two seconds to go. And uh, it's going to be a field goal attempt by Daniel Carlson. And, in fact, dude, uh, the Raiders, with a tie, would face the Chiefs. With a win, would face the Bengals. And that's, I, I think, why you'd want to win the game. You want to face the Bengals, not the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. All right, that's a very fair point. The matchup actually matters. Um, and with this kick Daniel Carlson makes it, they will head to Cincinnati. So that is a very fair point yeah. on that end. You can decide your matchups here. And with a kick, you go to Cincinnati with a miss. The Vegas Raiders are heading to Kansas City. 47 yards. Carlson's got it. Let's see what we do here. The
2: snap, the hold, the kick. It's good. Uh The Las Vegas Raiders Raiders win 35-32. They're going (laughs) to Cincinnati. (laughs) On to Cincinnati. What a game. Raiders are on to Cincinnati. What a game. Absolutely
1: fantastic. 35-32, final in overtime. And analytics ruined the season for the Los Angeles Chargers. So how about we So then let's let's focus on that then. So the Raiders season has been insane. So you finish the year 10-7. You win this game. And now keep in mind too. I mean, now you get to get ready and you play on a somewhat short week because we already know that the Cincinnati Bengals were going to play on Saturday. So you got to get ready for an early Saturday game now if you're the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders after playing this thing. Not the biggest deal in the world playing on Saturday as opposed to like Thursday or something like that. But I got to tell you, watching the Los Angeles Chargers, humans go, let I me mean, throw this up really quickly, six to seven on fourth downs, racking up 440 total yards and Justin Herbert passing for 355. What do you make the Bengals? They were one-and-a-half-point favorites here in Las Vegas. We know that home field advantage really isn't worth that much. Mm -hmm. I would think the Bengals' power rating is a little bit higher given the way they ended the season outside of this week where they played nobody. Bengals minus
2: two-and-a-half? No, no, I was thinking about this. What did you say? Minus two-and-a-half? No, I'll make the Bengals like 45 points. Four-and-a-half-point favorites? favorites? Okay, all right. I was trying to think about that number when the game was ending. That's why I said it would be better for the Raiders to win the game than tie. If you go to Kansas City, you're probably an eight-point dog. Oh, eight-and-a-half, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably an eight-point dog. And if you go to Cincinnati, let's say you're a five-point dog. Yep. So you definitely have a better shot to win the game. If you're on to Cincinnati, which the Raiders are, and they knock out the Chargers, 35-32 in overtime, that might have been the best game of the entire NFL season we just watched tonight in Las Vegas. Yes,
1: indeed. You know, so it's interesting. Brandon Staley called the timeout with 38 seconds left. Do you think, but I think the Raiders were going to run it out anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were going to run it out. It was inconsequential because
2: uh, the Raiders, once they picked up that first down, they could do whatever they wanted. Incredible game tonight, man. And it's just, you think about the season opener. You go back to that first Thursday night with Tom Brady driving the Buccaneers down. They kick a field goal with no time left to beat the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Was it 32 to 29? Yep. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, that was a great game. Yep. Uh, tonight's game topped it with the Raiders winning 35-32. So you had, on opening night and closing night, two of the best games of the entire season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, that was great. So, again, Las Vegas Raiders, they'll go uh, to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Uh, let's see this is from Josh DuBois, who covers uh, the Raiders for the AP. Raiders at Bengals next Saturday, second playoff game of the past 19 season. Bengals have lost eight straight playoff games, starting with a 20-10 loss to the Raiders back in 1991. And that was the Bo Jackson game, actually. Okay. Yep. So uh, this is a little bit of NFL history here uh, between the Raiders and the Bengals. So we'll see. So yeah, four and a half probably seems pretty fair for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, I can't wait to see what the market does with a number like that either, right? Like where the market <laughs> comes in in terms of that money. I, I personally, I think it's not a great matchup either way, right? Cincinnati or Kansas City.
2: Well, for the Las Vegas, I think it's going to be a tough spot for the Raiders, just coming off an emotional night like this, just to get into the playoffs. Uh, you could say, well, you got some momentum. You're on a roll. You're going to Cincinnati with a lot of confidence. But man, that was an emotionally draining game tonight. Got to be a physically draining game, and uh, you're going to play a Bengals team that's pretty much, for the most part, rested after a lot of guys mm. took the day off today in Cleveland.
1: I got to go back and watch okay. what just happened at the end of that game because there's a lot of people f- uh, freaking out about Staley's final time out there. Like maybe there wasn't that much time left on the play clock. It looked like the Raiders weren't going to get something off there or something. So. I'll have to go back and see what that is. But I just don't think people like Brandon Staley. That's probably
2: part of the reason. Yeah, he called that timeout, I think, with 38 seconds left. But the play clock, I think, was about to run out, potentially. So hmm. the Raiders might have had to use the timeout? I guess.
1: Is that the situation? Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen. We'll, we'll go back and look at that. Regardless.
2: Yeah, we don't have sound in the studio. Yeah. And it's actually uh, one of these games I'm going to go back and watch again tonight after the show's over. We'll talk about it again. A little bit more on the Monday show. No. Chuck Esposito, Red Rock, sportsbook director, is going to be on with us in, uh, what, about 10 minutes? Uh, we push Chuck back to get this game over with, so we'll talk about the NFL playoff lines with uh, Chuck, but uh, wow, just an incredible game tonight. What are you seeing now? No,
1: I mean, because you're right. Cause I think your point is great, which is kind of being missed on the whole tie thing because a lot of people are, uh, like one of the criticisms of Staley here is the fact that, hey, you know what? The Chargers should have jumped offside, should have done all of those things on the kick. It, but to your point, which is a really good one, the kick decides the matchup. But yeah. the rate where the Raiders go and where they want to go, and you would assume that right, you could take the pride for it It's like we want Kansas City again. Like no, mm-hmm. you got you got right. railroaded both times. No. Uh, you don't want that. You, you want the want, more favorable matchup. In you don't Cincinnati. want the
2: Chiefs, right? And that's why I th- that's why I thought it mattered. Is uh, people got to think about the matchups who you're going to play. Uh, do you want to go to Kansas City or Cincinnati? I don't I don't think there's any doubt, and the, the odds bear it out, too. You want to go to Cincinnati
1: yep. if you're the Raiders. Oh, man, I can't wait all week. Now, this is from Florio. Raiders play 70 minutes now to travel to Cincinnati for a Saturday afternoon game. Not ideal. We're going to hear it all week long. I think it's the playoffs. I think you can get focused pretty right. easily. You can get focused. For the Cincinnati Bengals, who have, uh, as we know, lost for eight straight. I'm waiting to see what the market's going to do here. I want to see what this number's going to be and what this total's going to be, too. Because this has the potential to be pretty high. All right, here we go. You ready? Superbook sports. AFC numbers are up. So we talked about the Chiefs. You're starting point ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, 11 and a half point favorite okay. against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Makes sense. Sounds good. Buffalo Bills. This is interesting.
2: Four and a half point favorite. Ooh, over the Patriots. Over the Patriots. I'll take the four uh, and a half. And I'm passing the four and a half. This
1: is over at Superbook, so I would assume that's going to disappear relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then the Bengals. How about this? The Cincinnati Bengals, who were one and a half point favorites here in Las Vegas, well, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, mm-hmm. whatever it was, six and a half okay. over the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: Well, I was thinking around five. Uh, uh, what, you can't. I don't think you can go seven. Yeah, I think seven's too much. So anywhere around five or six. I'm not. I'm not going to quibble with that too much. I think the one that surprises me is the Bills laying four and a half to the Patriots.
1: Right. That's a that's a that's a sturdy yeah. number for two teams that split in the regular season, and the Patriots do have a pretty strong or a pretty uh, a strength that can exploit a weakness of the Buffalo yeah. Bills. Now we should note uh, that, the, and this might not matter in this matchup, but should the Bills, should the Patriots move on, uh, Christian Barmore, uh, their stud young defensive tackle, did get hurt today. Yeah. So we'll see if that's going to be something. It does seem like it's going to linger into the postseason. But that's a run stuffer at the point of attack. Who that? Well, that hurts. Maybe not so much against the Buffalo Bills, who aren't exactly like
2: a power run of the middle type of team. That's yeah, a big loss for the Pats defense. But, you know, football is a game of attrition. Every team's dealing with uh, injury absences at this point. And uh, Bill Belichick's got some time to figure that out. I still think four and a half is a little bit too big of a number uh, for that game. So sign me up for the Patriots plus four and a half. I'll be I'll be looking at the 49ers plus three and a half at Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure about the other games. But those are, I think, uh, as far as live dogs, those are my my top dogs at this point. The Patriots and the 49ers talking about super Wild card weekend with the uh, Cardinals and the Rams on Monday night. Fantastic.
1: All right. So let's reset this really quickly before we get to Chuck Esposito, who's joining us next. It was nice enough to push that back for a couple of minutes. In the NFC, your wild card matchups for this coming weekend of the postseason in the NFL. The, let's pull this up really quickly. Philadelphia Eagles will be on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay opens up an eight and a half point favorite over the Philadelphia Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers will be on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of different openers out there. The global market was pretty high, but ultimately settles in. San Francisco 49ers, three-point underdogs on the road against the Dallas Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams, Rams. Four-and-a-half-point favorites at home on that Monday night matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And to reset the table in the AFC, for those who are just joining us after a wild, wild contest between the Chargers and the Raiders, Bengals over at the Superbook open up as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Las Vegas Raiders. Bills open up as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite versus the Patriots, and the Chiefs open up as 11-and-a-half-point favorites over the Steelers. So the table's set. We know what our playoff matchups are going to be. Richie Betts, by the way, responding to Patrick Everson's tweet uh, over at Props US, of course, uh, Steelers Moneyline, line hashtag Big Ben Godsend. <laughs>
2: uh, by the way, Derek Carr said on the NBC broadcast that Brandon Staley's timeout quote definitely did change the strategy.
1: Uh, so uh, see, I got to go back and see that we were we were doing stuff off the air. We we're talking, so I got to find out what exactly happened on that timeout because it looked like the Raiders indeed were going to run it out and take the tie. But I, I would think, again, what we're talking
2: about here. Well, if the play clock was running down and the Raiders were not going to get the playoff, they were probably going to run it out and take the tie.
1: But I, I, but I think, like, if you're the Raiders, like you said, I still you're think, thinking about matchups. Like, yeah. why would
2: you want Kansas City? Rich Basaccia has to know that you're playing the Bengals if you win and the Chiefs if you tie, so you should be playing to win there. Again, we can't hear the NBC broadcast in here, so we're not sure what the the entire debate is. But there it is Raiders at Bengals on Saturday. And uh, after that, it's going to be Patriots at Bills. All right. Well, with
1: that, we're all. No, no, we're not. We have 30 minutes left. Chuck Esposito is going to be with us. He's going to talk to us about these playoff matchups, what he thinks of the Raiders chances on the road against the Bengals. And we still have to look at the Natty tomorrow between Alabama and Georgia.
0: This is opening lines with Jonathan Von and Matt Humans on Fee the sports betting network.
1: Hey, the prop tracker is awesome. Check it out, vson.com slash NFL. You can keep up with lots of props. All right, Chuck Esposito is with us, director of Red Rock Sportsbook. We got a lot to get to with Chuck. I, I love the prop tracker. Make sure you check it out, vson.com slash NFL. All right, Chuck, uh, first off, your emotions. Uh, are you like me? I feel like I want to step out like Wes Reynolds and suck down a Virginia Slim really quick. That game was amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was great, guys. It was arguably one of the best games of the year. I know we chatted off, off air. Uh, I think the first game, of the, the first Monday night game of the year, ravens raiders and the final game of the regular season raiders chargers were two of the best games of the year maybe the the two best games of the year
2: you might be right about that uh from a bookmaker's perspective how was the result tonight with the uh, raiders winning 35 32 in ot
0: believe me guys i would have much preferred that they did take a knee and it ended in ended in a tie late Uh, a lot of raider money line play um you know raiders plus the points of course but a lot of Raider money line playing over in this game uh, was worst-case scenario uh, for our side of the counter.
2: Chuck, and talk about that, how you handled that today, too, when it looked like the Ravens were going to win and that and that Steelers-Ravens game was wild. I know some books took the uh, Chargers-Raiders game off the board for a little while, adjusted the number, went from three to four and a half. How did you handle that at uh, Red Rock today?
0: Constantly moving it, guys. Uh, we did take it down just for maybe a minute, and then decided, hey, it's you know it's the Vegas game, it's the night game. Hate to have that game off the board. You know we're watching it like everybody else. We know things are changing from from play to play. But we did. We had huge fluctuations in the line where we would go from you know maybe three and a half to five, and then back down to three, and adjust the money line based on plays that were going on. I mean it was a it was a wild day. I mean you have the you know the the Rams being up seventeen nothing, and the Saints winning easy in their game, and it looked like they'd make the playoffs, and the way the Niners came back, or the way the Colts got beat today, never were in that game. And then, of course, it finished off with the game tonight. So it was a crazy Week 18, no question about it. Yeah,
2: you're right about that. And the Colts losing as 15-point uh, favorites by 15 at Jacksonville. And uh, the 49ers with the big comeback in L.A. to beat the Rams. Uh, would you say, do you know yet, as a small winner, small loser, What's what was the day like uh, for the book?
0: I'd say, Matt, based on the outcome of the late game, it's going to be either a you know kind of a break-even to, to small losing day, but but it looks like it's going to be a losing day overall, I think, with the, with the late outcome with the game going over and the Raiders winning the game outright.
2: All right, this is the opening line show on VSEN, the sports Betting Network, JVT. Let's hit the opening lines for the playoffs. Super yep. wild card weekend.
1: Yep, let's do it. We can start in the NFC because these numbers have been set out there and uh, I'm really curious, Chuck, what you think uh, will happen with this Eagles and Buccaneers game because uh, Philly's been a hot uh, – looks like a hot ticket at the window. A lot of people supporting them down the stretch here, but they're in a pretty bad matchup at about an eight-and-a-half-point underdog to Tampa Bay. Where do you expect this to head by the time we get to kickoff?
0: You know, I, I think it might go up a little, guys, but you're right. I and mean, Eagles have been the, the darlings of the betters. I mean, they've gotten sharp money almost every week over the last eight weeks of the season. They they win ugly. They just run the ball. They eat clock. I mean, we've seen this this Buccaneer team not healthy down the stretch. Even Mike Evans got got hurt again today. I think, you know, with Godwin, and you have to hope that Evans is healthy because without him, it's a totally different team. See how healthy Fournette is. Um, It wouldn't surprise me to see this number initially go up, but then see the Sharps come in and play the Eagles again just because of their style of play.
1: All right, let's move on from there to the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And, like, I mean, hot commodities, San Francisco seems to be one, too. They come storming back today against the Los Angeles Rams. They forced their way into the postseason. Dallas, you know, kind of like stumbling down the stretch, Chuck, and it seems like there is uh, some market support uh, in the global market, at least, for San Francisco. So we're talking about three here across the board for Dallas. I would assume this toggles, right, the two-and-a-half, three with some ultra juice throughout the week? Yeah, I
0: really thought, guys, it might open three-and-a-half. We had that discussion a little bit and opened the Cowboys up three with some juice. And, you know, earlier in the day when it looked like the Niners might get beat, I was thinking they're the biggest disappointment in the NFC. Mm -hmm. They were that vogue team in the offseason. Everybody bet to win the Super Bowl. I know the Colts, the Browns, um, you know, the Ravens not making it in the AFC are huge disappointments that most people thought would be there. Uh, But it was going to be the Niners for me. But they're in. I think they're a scary good team, and Garoppolo played really well today, and I agree. I think it'll probably hover just right around that three. Never come off the three guys in this game.
1: All right, then we go from there uh, to the third matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. These two split of course in the uh, regular season split road matchups by the way. So the Arizona Cardinals uh, open up here. We saw some spots open as high as 5.5 others 3.5 seems to be settling in here at 4.5 Chuck but these are two teams that both are kind of stumbling down the stretch here. Stafford continues to turn the ball over but the Cardinals 8-1 and one straight up and against the spread on the road this season. It's been much more favorable situation for them. I'm kind of assuming that the hooks disappear. This gets like 4-3.5 but what say you?
0: I agree. I, I think you'll see some cardinal love in this one, JBT. They're just not the same team without Hopkins though. Ever since he went out, that offense has been so much different. And I mean I look at the Rams and this was a team that they went down and they scored with under two minutes to go in the game. Niners had no timeouts. And this defense with Miller and Ramsey and Donald, they're supposed to be the defense that is built to win Super Bowls. They let the Niners go down the field with no timeouts and score easily in this game. They're stumbling into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think Either one of these teams is playing good right now.
2: Yeah, Matthew okay. Stafford's been a turnover machine uh, down the stretch for the Rams as well.
1: Next game. Yep, well, those are the three NFC matchups. Yep. So we go then to the AFC. This is where it gets pretty intriguing here is the Raiders win. So the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs, you saw nothing, nothing from the excuse me, from the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first matchup, Chuck, that would make you think that they're going to be live in this matchup. So that closed 10, 10 and a half depending on where you shopped. Looks like the starting point here is going to be 11-and-a-half. We were discussing this earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal to go from, like, 11-and-a-half to 12-and-a-half. Is that what you expect here?
0: I totally expect it, guys. We had the same conversation, that the Chiefs showed or the Steelers showed nothing in the first matchup. It was an easy game for the for the Chiefs, um, although they haven't played great over the last few weeks. They were dominant for a you know, five- or six-week stretch there, especially defensively. I expect we're going to be huge Steelers. Camp- Huge dealer fans come next
2: weekend. 36-10 to 10 when these teams played a couple weeks ago in KC. Yep.
1: So then from there, uh, man, this is a great weekend. I can't wait for some of these matchups. So we were kind of surprised by the market opening up as high as it did on Buffalo, Chuck. I'm curious your thoughts here. A rematch between these two. Again, another divisional matchup in which we saw a split between these two. We saw the windstorm for the New England Patriots. Then, of course, a little bit more of a lopsided affair in the rematch. Buffalo Bills four and a half here against the Patriots at home. Where do you expect this to end up? Because humans and I first thought that eh, you'd probably head toward the Patriots, no?
0: Yeah, I agree, guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm not overly impressed with Buffalo. I mean, they got the, the two late touchdowns today, um, but they seem to beat up on, on the bad teams. Um, I know that they were able to beat uh, the Patriots late in the season, um, but I think the Patriots formula of running the ball, playing good defense, I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, I think there's tremendous value in the Patriots getting the points in this one.
2: That's the first bet i made. I just put that in on the nice. app, Patriots yep. plus four and a half. At Buffalo.
1: And the
0: last one, save the best for last, Chuck.
1: The Las Vegas Raiders on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, with this opened a little bit higher than I expected, at least personally, looks like six and a half is the starting point here for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think you kind of take the figures out here at stations as well with a grain of salt, maybe a little bit more lopsided towards Las Vegas in the week leading up. But what do you make here of the Raiders catching near a touchdown on the road against Cincinnati in a rematch that we saw, what, I'd say six weeks ago or so?
0: Guys, the Raiders have been playing playoff football for a month. They had to win every game over the last month and get help to get in. They went on the road and were able to win that game against Indy. Um, I think there's a lot of value there. I think the Bengals' offense is really good, but their defense isn't great. They can give up a lot of points. It's a confident Raider team right now with a, with a chip on their shoulder with what happened to Gruden and, and some of the other problems they had off the field. I think you're going to see a lot of Raider play as this number gets up to seven especially.
2: You think the number will get to seven?
0: I don't know. I, mean, I think if it does, there's even more value there. Uh, but but I think you're going to see Raider play, not only in Nevada, but I think across the country you're going to see a lot of Raider play just because the Bengals, oh, again, they can score, but defensively they can give up. They can be exploited defensively and give up a lot of points.
2: Yeah, I thought that number would open somewhere around five, not six and a half. We're seeing Cincinnati a six and a half point favorite over the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Chuck, we're going to wrap up uh, this segment in the last couple minutes here. I'll talk about a friend of ours, Brian Blessing, who passed away today. I know he was a very close friend of yours. He was a guy who was a fan of the Buffalo Bills, of horse racing, of hockey. Uh, he was just a, a great personality and friend here on the Las Vegas uh, in the Las Vegas media market for the past twenty or so years. And I know this one hit you hard today.
0: It did, Matt. We were extremely close. Uh, he wasn't just a friend; he was like family. Um, I was extremely broken up when I heard the news and. You know, the, the one thing with Brian is he was such a a, a cheerleader, um, a fan, uh, ambassador uh, for the industry. He loved the racing sportsbook industry. Uh, he loved talking about it. He loved his teams. Um, but, but overall, he just liked being part of it. He used to always look at me and say, pal, he said, uh, we got the best jobs in the world. We get to talk sports. And, and he was right. Uh, again, he's like family to me. Um, my, my thoughts and, and prayers and condolences go out to his wife marie his son his daughter-in-law and and of course his his granddaughter grace that he that he talked about you know very frequently Uh, i love brian and we did a lot of things uh together at station casinos and it's truly like losing a family member
1: chuck well said we appreciate the time today thank you man
0: all right thanks guys talk to you soon yeah
1: echo all that brian blessing who passed away today. Uh, Very, very saddened by the loss of Brian. All right, we'll come back. Uh, We have plenty to close up here with on the opening lines, including, of course, the national championship that we played tomorrow night between Alabama and Georgia.
0: is opening lines with Charles Avontobel and Matt Humans on Vsin, the sports betting network.
2: Hey, Vsin has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Dance special provides Vsin Plus all access to everything we do now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now, get our daily best bet emails, 24/7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and college hoops betting guides plus full access to vcin.com. One of the most exciting betting seasons of the year and one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. vcin.com slash big deal. Uh, a lot of people make it a big deal out of this Brandon Staley timeout in the last minute yeah. of overtime. Dave Koch and Smoking Dave Coken tweeted, Brandon Staley is officially the worst coach ever. That timeout is Possibly the dumbest decision I've ever seen in any game, in any sport. I know you're monitoring Twitter as we speak. A lot of hot takes on what happened in the final yeah, minute yeah, of uh, tonight's game.
1: Outside of the, the hot takes, Riz Bisaccia is talking right now, Raiders interim head coach. Quote, we were certainly talking about the tie on the sideline until we popped the run and got into field goal range, right? So but, but you and I are discussing this. So to, to paint the picture for everybody... Uh, Who are not really following what's going on here with the discourse around this um, entire situation? So, the Raiders have a third and, or excuse me, they have a second and 11 from the Chargers' 46 yard line with about a minute 20 left to go. They run Josh Josh Jacobs for seven yards. So, it is a third and seven at the Chargers' 39 yard line. The clock is running, and with about four seconds left on the play clock, Brandon Staley decides to call a timeout. Now, why he wants to call a timeout, don't really know. The the, the the actual screenshot of the entire field shows that they had plenty of guys on the field. Don't know if they liked the play call, whatever it was. Where my confusion comes in is because Staley's just getting destroyed mm-hmm. for this. Well, they still had a third and four, right? Right. So, I mean, the Chargers, the Raiders run the ball, they pop the run, as Basaccia says, and they get in field goal range. But if your plan, the Raiders, was to run the clock out before the run, right. why not just run the clock out after the run? Right, sure. like that's that's where my confusion comes in is to, like I don't I don't understand the stoppage and why you would destroy Staley for that win. At the end of the day, if my goal as Rich Passaccio was to run the clock out and tie the ball game, yeah. I could have run the clock out and tied the ball game.
2: I'm seeing the same thing you are because when Josh Jacobs did pop that run, I said now the Raiders are in field goal position and you want the win, not the tie because the win sends you to Cincinnati, One. the tie sends you to Kansas City. And that's the other factor yeah. in all of this that I don't think people are realizing is... The
1: two different results are two different matchups. Yeah. You can either go to Cincinnati, the team you barely lost to here at home, or you can go to Kansas City and take the team on who railroaded you in two games about like a combined score of what was it, like 70-something <laughs> to you know was, 28. It was two blowouts. Right, whatever it was. <clears throat> That's the other part about this. The kick at the end of the well, day and was and a better option.
2: Want, and if you want to talk about the math, let's talk about it. The Raiders in Kansas City would be about eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Cincinnati, they're six-and-a-half-point underdogs. So just that – and they might be bigger than eight-and-a-half-point underdogs in KC if that's where they went, but just in general, you're less than a touchdown dog if you go to Cincinnati and yeah. more than a touchdown dog if you go to Kansas City. That's why the Raiders had incentive to kick that field goal and win the game. Yes. All
1: right, that was it. So, there's a, mentions are going wild. There's people arguing in my mentions on a tweet that I sent out there, so it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, but at the end of the day, too, I mean, look, like just from a like pure conversation standpoint, Brandon Staley, I, I I don't want to use this phrase, but I can't think of anything else to use. He's done himself no favors with the way that he has coached these games this season. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are already out to get him, given the analytics and the decisions to go for the fourth down and all of these things. So even something like this is going to be hyper analyzed and and picked apart. So regardless, Raiders move on. They're going to be on in to the Cincinnati.
2: That's right, as Bill Belichick once said. You we're and on I, to Cincinnati.
1: we're on to Indianapolis because that's where the national championship game is being held tomorrow. Right. That's correct. Yes. Okay. That was a guess. I was like, I'm 99% sure this is actually going
2: to happen. West Reynolds'
1: hometown. That's right. Wes is going down, right? He's got tickets. He's hooking us up. What's going on?
2: I don't want to go back to Indianapolis for the game. <laughs> I'd rather watch it here in Vegas. This is the best place to be. In Indianapolis today, I think it was 15 degrees. We'll, we'll be fine here in Vegas watching on TV from the Circus Sportsbook or wherever you uh, plan to watch the game. Doug Kazarian of ESPN throwing a big bash tomorrow night. I think you'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, you're going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go down. Yeah.
1: Actually, to be honest with you, I never texted Doug back.
2: I don't think he was waiting for your RSVP. Oh, really? He just said. Because
1: he sent a a follow-up. He just said,
2: show up, man. Hey, man, you coming? There's a party. Show up. Can I bring my Um, kid? Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea.
1: The little one. (laughs) He'll just sit there and sleep the whole time. No. All right. So we got the national championship. Yeah, I was
2: going to say this, too. This number was three across the board for several days, and then we, we saw a shift to two and a half. And right now, still still at circuit, Georgia a two and a half point favorite. At the south point, Georgia a three point favorite. Mm-hmm. I took Bama plus three, uh, similar to uh, a similar reason to why I took the Raiders plus three in the game tonight. I thought this game tonight should have been lined at less than three. I thought the Chargers should have been one and a half, two at the most two and a half point favorites. So I took a number On the the home dog, at plus three. And in this uh, Georgia-Alabama game, I thought three was a a favorable number on the dog. I I really thought that Georgia should have been one and a half, two, something like that. Not a full three-point favorite. So I played Bama the first time these teams met in the SEC championship game. I'm playing Bama again on Monday. I've already got the bet made. I I bet Bama a half unit at plus three and a half unit at plus
1: 130. Yep. So I, I would agree with this matchup, too. And again, to me, it comes back down to something you and I discussed before, which was are you going to get back-to-back games of hyper-efficient Stetson Bennett? It's going to be able to mm-hmm. catch up and compete and, and keep up, I should say, with Alabama and the way that it looked in the SEC championship game offensively. Now, we'll say, right, I think there's one caveat to that, which is was a 17-6 to game against Cincinnati going into the fourth quarter, yeah. right? Mechie's not out there anymore, well, and, uh, and that's kind of a worrisome part, right, which is there is a change with this roster, yeah. and then all of a sudden you saw this Alabama team look a little less efficient offensively against Cincinnati,
2: But I'm okay with the fact that uh, the Tide struggled a little bit offensively against uh, Cincinnati, and I kind of think that was the game plan, too. Hey, we're not going to cut Bryce Young loose in this game. We're going to run Brian Robinson. By the way, he ran well for 204 yards in that game. Bryce Young didn't have to carry the offense like he did the first time when he put the ball in the air 44 times uh, against Georgia. Don't forget, leading into that SEC title game, Alabama was off a really unimpressive performance in a game against Auburn. Mm Mm-hmm. So yep. I kind of like it sometimes when a team is off a little bit of a disappointing performance and the public perception is down a little bit. And I, I, a lot of times I think that creates value on a team in this situation. And uh, that's Alabama as an underdog, just like it was in the SEC championship game. And,
1: and I'm big on reading the market and all those sort of things. And, you know, you could say, well, this, this is crazy. This, this is a four and a half, five point adjustment off of the last number when these two teams met. But I think clearly I think, lot, I think a lot of people would agree that first number is probably incorrect. By right, mm-hmm. Making Georgia a full touchdown favorite right. over Alabama. So if you're looking at this number and thinking massive adjustment, value on Georgia,
2: maybe that's not the case. And I think we kind of saw that play out the first time. I around. was shocked the first time yep. Georgia was a six-and-a-half point favorite. I, I thought that number should have been three, at the most three-and-a-half. And, a half. and uh, I actually grabbed six-and-a-half and seven. Yep. Tony Miller o- over at the Golden Nugget went to seven on that game. Can you imagine yeah. getting uh, Nick Saban as a seven-point underdog to Kirby Smart? <laughs> I mean, and that's there's the other no, part about no it. There's no doubt where the smart money is on that bet. Uh, that's the other part about it. My,
1: one of my favorite coaching moments, you and I talked about it after the edge the other day, yeah. uh, which was, uh, you know, was that the SEC championship game? Yes, it was. Uh, where Kirby Smart, out of nowhere, you're watching the game, and you're like, huh, why is their top-ranked quarterback recruit, Justin Fields, out there in punt formation? Mm-hmm. Wonder what they could be doing here. Yeah. And uh, it was a fourth and ten that ultimately was stuffed immediately. Yeah. so and
2: it turned the whole game around. It did. It, and really it was did. A, it was a... Not a smart move by (laughs) Georgia Coach Kirby. All right, let's uh, wrap up the last two minutes and run down the NFL playoff openers one more time.
1: Yep, for those who are just with us after that wild game, we'll start in the NFC as uh, numbers are starting to get posted now for Wild Card Weekend, which is set, by the way. We're all set and ready to go. So we start with Saturday, January 15th. We have two matchups on this day. Day begins with the Las Vegas Raiders hitting the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. We talked about a lot of the sides, so let's talk about the totals. Six and a half in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Opening total, 48. We're already up to 49 and a half at multiple shops. Uh, and the 48 and a half out there, they're moving right now. And then also on Saturday as well, New England Patriots will take on the Buffalo Bills in the nightcap. Four-and-a-half's the number with a total of 43-and-a-half. Those, those four and and are still out there, so it looks like you'll be able to get your hands on it. I am curious to see what this number is by the time we get on the air tomorrow, if those four-and-a-halves are going to be rock-solid or if we're going to start to see that four and the three-and-a-half that's a, that's a
2: good question. But Buffalo Bills generate a lot of betting support, and... Uh... That's the first bet I've made here is Patriots plus four and a half. Uh, Also,
1: we get to Sunday where we get three games, a triple header. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay, this is not a surprise. We saw this open eight and a half with a total of 48 and a half. Uh, Now we see multiple nines on the screen with a total of 49. Out of all of the matchups, I think this is one that is the biggest negative for one of the opponents. It'd be Philadelphia having to run against that front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. San Francisco against Dallas. That is holding at three with a total of 49 and a half. So global markets opened that up as high as four and a half briefly. And then the final game of Sunday, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. This number, as we already talked about, 13's already starting to appear in favor of wow. Kansas City sure. with a total of forty-six and a half. And last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Remember, Cardinals eight and one straight up and against the spread on the road this season catching four and a half or four with a total of 49 and a half or 50 and a half, which is on the board right now. And that number opened five. I know it's a Westgate Superbook. Yep. So playoffs are set, folks. We got them in. This is going to be fascinating to see as we're looking across the board right now where these numbers are going to end up. But the more intriguing contests, of course, are the tighter numbers. Buff, Buffalo, I was going to say Buffs, Buffalo in New England, and then, of course, Arizona and Los Angeles. With that, we are all done. Keep it here, man. Playoffs are just starting. Check out that big game special and everything we have to offer here at bsin.com. We'll see you.